This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns and Chad P. Remember, sound is pressure. Yeah. You can physically knock somebody over with sound. There's actual sound weaponry. I show a little documentary when I teach sound in, in school. Well, that's, that's a, what they did. You're it was, right. It was, a, it was an effect, a movie effect, but still, but that's what those, they used. Those type of things do exist. Mm-hmm. Class is in. Hey, it's Rock School on your radio station. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. Who are you? Chatty. Now, this coming Friday, we record the show on a Tuesday, and it's going to air on a Thursday. The following day is Friday, which is Veterans Day, and I wanted to alert you. We're not going to do a Veterans Day show, but I wanted to alert you that last year we did a Veterans Day show yes, all about those rock stars that served in the military. So if you go to the website, which is... KSLU.org. Right, and look for the Rock School logo on the right-hand side. Click on it. There's a thing there that says Episodes. Go a year back, and isn't that neat that we can say that? Mm-hmm. Go a year back, and you'll see Veterans Show, and you can see that. So why aren't we celebrating Veterans Day? Because Veterans Day actually is a different day this year. Now, obviously, it's Veterans Day, but it's another day to be celebrated this year. What is it? Do you know what the actual numeric moniker for this Friday is? I do. What is it? 11, 11, 11. 11, 11, 11, which is, it only happens once in our lifetime. It's like Halley's Comet. Yeah. It only comes around once. 11, 11, 11 is what day? Do you know? No. It's Nigel Tufnell Day. What? It's Nigel Tufnell Day. <laughs> Nigel Tufnell, the guitarist. For Spinal Tap. For Spinal Tap, yeah. who said his amplifier went to... 11. 11. So this coming Friday, 11-11-11 is officially Nigel Tufnell Day. Please now, go to 11. That's right. Now, in every year, there will be an November 11th, mm-hmm. but there will never, ever again be an 11 11 11 nope so today on rock school we're going to talk about nigel tufnell just a little bit and then we're going to talk about because spinal tap is actually has the moniker of one of england's loudest bands we're going to talk about the world records of the loudest bands in the world Mm -hmm. we're going to explain how you actually measure loudness and we're going to talk about something in the world of rock music called the loudness war you ever heard of the loudness war i have not more than likely you have heard of the problem that happened with metallica's album death magnetic and how people got upset at what it sounded like. It was sort of the culmination of this loudness war that a lot of people never even knew about. So, to begin with, to actually celebrate Nigel Tufnell Day, I know we played Spinal Tap last week because you didn't know about the umlauts and such, and you made (laughs) fun of me and I forced Spinal Tap on you, but we're going to start it this week with 
the statement from the movie that actually brought the concept of these amps go to 11 from us. And then we'll go right into Stonehenge, come back and tell you who held and currently holds the records for loudest bands in the world. First, the clip right into Stonehenge right here. Rock School. Hundreds of years before the dawn of history lived a strange race of people. The Druids. You still be hearing that one. Yeah. Born in Squatney, <laughs> East London, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you just take 10 and make it a little louder? Well, these go to 11. Oh, uh, that's okay. right. You know, if he wasn't in the music industry, he would uh, enter into the field of haberdashery. What is haberdashery? <laughs> I, I think it has something to do with hats. I, th- I don't really know it. Do you, is it 10? I, I think we have that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we have that. And then so. we played Stonehenge. That I love great. Stonehenge. Do you remember the bit from the Stonehenge because he wrote the wrong symbols? Oh, he wrote he, instead of feet, he, he wrote, wrote it inches in inches, right? It came down. It we was had like a Stonehenge a, that was, uh, what is it, in trouble in, of being crushed by, by a, a dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. when, it's raising, when it's coming down, he's just <laughs> looking at it with his mouth open. <laughs> Happy Nigel Tufnell Day, everybody. 11, 11, 11. And throughout the show, we actually have a few more clips from the movie Spinal Tap, and we'll put those in there. Spinal Tap has the moniker of being one of England's loudest bands. Uh Okay, loudness. When you talk about loudness, people often talk about decibels, and they say decibels. Now, what is a decibel? A decibel is one-tenth of a bell, Mm -hmm. obviously, decibel. Uh, It's a measure of air pressure. A bell was a measure of loudness actually created by Alexander Graham Bell. As in... The telephone. That's right. Uh, Well... Actually, the guy who got to the patent office first, there was apparently two people that were trying to get this uh, equal invention of the telephone there. He got there first. I'm going with what my history book said. Okay, there you go. Uh, So when you're dealing with a a decibel change, it isn't a straight run Mm -hmm. as in one and then the next one is just that much more and then that much more. When you deal with a change of uh, a decibel of 10 ratings, you're dealing with a change in power ratio of a factor of 10 Mm -hmm. with a 10 dB change. So going from 10 to 20, you're dealing with a power of 10 change. So it's, think of sound as the pressure of air. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's really two kinds of decibel deals that we're, uh, pressure readings that we're dealing with. One is sound pressure level. And normally it's decibel SPL, that's Mm -hmm. sound pressure level, that's sound in the air. And then there's decibels in the wires. You know what I mean? When it's audio, we're going to deal with sound in the air. Okay. That's the perception of loudness. Mm -hmm. In 1969, Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker was said to have been recorded at 130 decibels sound pressure level observed by a team of participants at the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Can't be. I I have a very hard time believing it. 130 is... Loud. Yeah, 120 is what's known as the threshold of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, you have significant hearing loss. Dude. Think of 120 as standing next to a jet engine mm-hmm. as it begins to take off. Look, I used to run sound for a church group, and they didn't like it going anything over 100. Oh, so no, we, 100. We 100 pushed, is a little girl screaming at the top of her lungs. We push it to 99, and it was still loud. No, you, 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 you can't have that kind of thing. Uh, that's why when somebody says, well, my drums are at 130, 140. Can't be. 
Well, oh, it, you, it might be. It, I'm sure you can get the loudness that high, but to put people in front of it? Right. No, you'd hurt them. Yeah. You'd yeah. hurt them. Yeah, it would. In 1972, however, Deep Purple held the record and was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the loudest group in the world when in a concert in the London Rainbow Theater, their sound was officially measured at 117. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. All right. But you were probably right at the speaker, mm-hmm. right up against the grill cloth with a decibel, uh, with a decibel yeah. meter. Yeah. And it says here that audience members were rendered unconscious. I don't know about that, <laughs> but it's entirely possible. It might not be from the sound. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it might have been from the perfume in the sure. air. Maybe. Maybe. 117, you're still hurting people. Eh, but it gives us an excuse to play Deep Purple. It certainly does. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Deep Purple. Rock School. Deep Purple Hush here on Rock School, celebrating loudness on Happy Nigel Tufnell Day. A little loud there, Purple. <laughs> Did you hear how that song started? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the explosion. That's where the... That's it's called Hush. <laughs> well, it's and it's not just the concept of loudness. Mm-hmm. It also has to do, and we're going to get into this when we start talking about the loudness war. It's not just the concept of loudness, decibel level. Mm-hmm. It has to do with what frequencies are being made loud. For example, it gets scientific. It's not just a matter of taking the volume knob and turning it up. Well, imagine this. You're you're inside of a a concert hall, which is meant to throw sound forward from the stage. On stage, you have a contrabass, a stand-up bass, a bull fiddle. Mm -hmm. And it stands up there, and it is turned up to 110 decibel. Okay? And it plays a low Mm B-flat. Whoa. Now, you're going to feel that rolling through your chest. You're going to feel it in your lungs or something to it. Fine. Up on stage now walks a piccolo player. Uh And the piccolo player plays an F sharp above the treble clef. What's the F sharp sound like? Well, way high. Okay. I, I mean, it's a tweet. And she hangs on to that thing. It's going to pierce through your head. So it, frequency. It, right. It has to do with what frequencies. The lower frequencies, you're much more able to accept at a higher decibel level than the higher frequencies. Mm-hmm. So it's not just loudness. It's what frequencies are coming out. Okay. Uh, a guitar, you're able to take like the low chords and such like that. But it's when it gets way up high into the 20 plus frets and it's screaming. Okay. So what, what's it, what if they're playing in the most depressing key ever? Uh, the, the saddest of all keys, D minor, key, according D to minor. Nigel <laughs> Tufnell. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs right there. We just talked about Deep Purple. They held the Guinness Book of World Records loudest band moniker, mm-hmm. if you will, for four years mm-hmm. until they were defeated by The Who, who were playing a concert at The Valley. It says here, home ground of the Charleston Athletic Corporation. I don't know where this is. Wow. But apparently it was an outdoor stadium. Mm -hmm. Luckily, because according to the Guinness Book of World Records, and again, you have to have them there. They have to have something to measure it. Oh, yeah. Now, remember, 
you have a different group of, of, of people here. The who are four people. Mm-hmm. Only three of them are playing instruments. Yeah. When you're dealing with the purple, you've got four people playing instruments, one of them playing an organ. Mm-hmm. So with the who, you're dealing with a much different a much different element going here. Apparently, the who were measured at sound pressure level 126 decibels. Yes, indeed. Well, but it was outside. It was outside, so you had to turn it up a little bit so that everyone way in the back could still hear because the sound is going to travel forward but then go up. Right, right? and it's going to be absorbed by the people sure. that are there. It's going to you know, go out into the air. Yeah, it's, yeah. All these things are well, going to happen. It's a simple concept of uh, that's why whenever you walk into – my wife sells real estate for a living. Right. When you walk into an empty house, you can hear – Yeah, the reverberation going sure, off. Sure, but whenever decay. you put uh, furniture and, and, and sound accessories and people in the house, right. it sounds like it does now. Right. So the Who in 1976 were the record holders at 126, and thank goodness it was an out – side stadium. Oh, if you'd have put that inside at you'd that You'd have broken level, people's heads. Yeah, you'd have oh. busted glass. And-, and, there's, and the people that are, you know, have those little earbuds in, mm-hmm. and they're turning it up, and you think, well, this is great. Well, you got young ears. <laughs> Wait till you're 40. Shut down just a little bit. Here's Slip Kid. Who? Rock School. You know how they make fun of, uh, first break, by the way, here in Rock School, you know how they make fun of the fact that uh, the things go up to 11 mm-hmm. on the Spinal Tap, uh, the, the front of the Marshall amplifier? Yeah. Marshall actually made that. They didn't take a Marshall amplifier and then just somehow put an 11 on there. They actually contacted Marshall and they said, can you sure. take the little anodized aluminum plate on the front and you know make that for us? And they said, sure you can. When the movie actually started to take off, those were actually sold. Really? You could buy them, and there's a statement that Eddie Van Halen was the first to buy one of them. <laughs> so you can't buy those anymore. However, the Marshall JCM 900 actually goes up to 20. 20. Yes, so it's uh-huh. 10 louder. Wow. Oh, come on. It's just, you just can be a little more sure. specific in where your dial is. So, yeah, they sold them, actually went up to 11. In terms of decibel, let me tell you in terms of you know, decibels where these things are. And I just simply went and grabbed this off of a, a site mm-hmm. that talks about decibels. 10 decibel is breathing. 50 to 60 decibel is about a household appliance. Okay. Okay. Actual, I, I skipped one here. Actual speaking, like you and I talking to one another, mm-hmm. is about 35. Okay. 50 to 60, a household appliance. Yeah. 80 is a good scream a mm-hmm. hundred is a car revving a mm-hmm. hundred and twenty is what they call the threshold of pain yeah. think of that as an airplane taking off okay the shuttle taking off yeah. was 131 Phew. so when we talk about these bands playing at 126 130 what have you That's they're like, as loud as the shuttle yeah so, you know, and we're talking at 120, the threshold of pain. Yeah, it's not That's, enjoyable at that point. It's, right. It and hurts. over a consistent amount of time, mm-hmm. constantly sending this through, the little bones inside of your ears, they tend to decay over time. Yeah. So That's it. I'm leaving. That. Yeah, they've had <laughs> enough. Hello, KLSU. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Their concerts go to 150. <laughs> yeah, we can hear them down here. It's yeah. pretty bad. Playing one right now. Listen to that. 
It is. I can hear that. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute with uh, a rather interesting little story here just to tell you how loud bands are willing to go to hold the Guinness Book of World Record title, I guess it would be. Back in a minute. Rock School. All right. To get us to the bottom of the hour, in 1980... ACDC was touring on the Back in Black tour. Yes. When they performed outside uh-huh. and to major crowds, they actually turned the volume up to 130. 130? 130. Well, now, that's wait. not it. In order to do that, yes. you're, you've got to keep, I would think, the, the people at the front of your, you know, the people that are right there at the stage. You've below got, the amplifiers. Well, you've got to have them back. Well, and I of, think you have of, to have them below the amplifiers so the sound goes right over top of it. Remember, sound is pressure. Yeah. You can physically knock somebody over with sound. There's actual sound weaponry. I show a little documentary when I teach sound in, in school mm-hmm. uh, about the fact that sound actually has physical properties. Oh, yeah, they used it on the Hulk. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's a, what they did. You're it, right. It was a it was an effect, a movie effect, but still, but that's what those, they used. those type of things do exist. Mm-hmm. I think what they would have to do is have the the amplification over the people, so it it, it shot there. out. All right. Okay. okay so that's one thirty. The last people to hold the record of the loudest band in the world, mm-hmm. because the Guinness Book of World Records has now stopped it because they don't want people. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> killed. Right. Man of War. Oh, I've right. heard of them. Man of War in 1984 held the record at a live concert at 129.5. Apparently, the ACDC thing was never actually qualified okay, by yeah. the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. However, what Man of War did was decided to hold the record, period. So what they did was set up apparently the most ungodly sound system humanly possible and at a sound check, not an actual performance, at the Magic Circle Festival in 2008, it's from the Guinness Book of World Records, so it has to be somewhat true, Mm -hmm. created a sound check, sound pressure level decibel of 139. 139. Now, there was nobody around. You couldn't do that to somebody. And I'm sure whoever was playing the instruments were well protected in terms of hearing. Mm-hmm. They would have destroyed their ears. Well, that's why you know, they were smart about it. That's yeah, why they, they did it. You couldn't have done it to an audience. We're going to break the record at a sound check where there's nobody around. We're going right. to make sure that we're properly protected. Got to so be. that there's no long-term damage to us. Right. And no one will even fathom the thought and that ends of it. catching this. So from what I understand, according to what I have here, Guinness Book of World Records has finished this. You can't have it anymore. Anymore, and 139 man of war holds it if i'm wrong i just never found anything else so 139 now holds it at a sound check but loudness wise they also apparently hold it at 129.5 i wonder if we could beat it not a chance you man think? not a chance i don't want to be anywhere near that kind of sound here's man of war rock school There you go, Man of War. They apparently hold the last Guinness Book of World Records listing of loudest band in the world. That's a shame, too, because you say, do you know who the loudest band on file is? Who? Man of War. Wow. Who's Man of War? That's right. However, (laughs) there is another band that proclaims 
they hold the record uh-huh. because they themselves have a sound check that proves they were louder than Man of War in concert. Man of War did their their big one at a sound check. Yeah. But they were louder in concert. And when I tell you who the band is, we'll come out of this break with the band, you'll go, Oh, that makes sense. Okay. This is a this is a band that would do something like that. Okay, right. bottom of the hour, Monday, November seventh through Sunday, November thirteenth. Happy Nigel Tufnell Day this coming <laughs> Friday. Go ahead uh, with Monday there, Chad. November seventh, happy anniversary, dear. Nineteen ninety one. Frank Zappa was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yeah, it killed him today. They'd have run a test, found it, and that would have been that. Tuesday, November 8th, 1968, Cynthia Lennon is granted a divorce from John Lennon. Oh, speaking of John Lennon, November 9th, uh, 1966, John Lennon met his future wife, Yoko Ono, for the first time. He visited a preview of her avant-garde exhibition called Unfinished Paintings and Objects at the Indica Gallery in London. He can't come up with a better name. Well, actually, one of the things that she did was she was also a performance artist. Uh, I don't know if it was at that one, but one of the first things they did when they met, uh, she did a, uh, a performance art thing where she wore a ton of clothes, balled up, and then gave all of the people who came scissors, and they cut the clothes off of her. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Thursday, November 10th, 1991, a St. Louis judge finds Axl Rose guilty of assault and property damage at a concert or connection with a concert and a riot in St. Louis. William, William, you can't do that, man. <laughs> November 11th, happy Nigel Tufnell Day. Happy Nigel Tufnell Day to you. <laughs> 1976, Kiss releases rock and roll. Saturday, November 12th, 1970, the Doors make their last appearance with Jim Morrison in, do you know the city? Detroit. Ah, New Orleans. Oh, is it New Orleans? Sunday, November 13th, 1974, an imposter claiming to be Richie Blackmore, guitarist of Deep Purple, test drives a Porsche and crashes it. So there you go. Okay, getting out of this. Supposedly, in 2007, a British punk band named Gallows Mm -hmm. apparently broke Man of War's next-to-last record as a live band by hitting 132 decibels, claiming... They are now the loudest band. However, they did it in an isolated studio environment mm. as opposed to live. So, no, they probably don't really hold the record because they did it in a studio environment. Yeah. Okay, fine. In 2009, mm-hmm. July 15th, July 2009, 15th. Ottawa, Canada, the rock band Kiss. Am what? I right? Kiss is the band that would do this. Oh. The rock band Kiss <laughs> achieved a decibel level SPL. Uh, that's sound pressure level, once again, of 139 during a live performance, not a sound check. Now, they only did it for a short while and then turned it down, got the record, uh, and then pro- proclaimed, Kiss now says they are, forget Man of War, they are the loudest live band of course, in the world. Of course, Gene Simmons will market that tie around your neck for a buck if he could. Of course they're going to do something like that. Here you go, an apropos song from Kiss, I Love It Loud. Here you go, Rock School. Why should I not be surprised? Kiss. That Kiss did it. Loudest live band oh, in the world. Gene Simmons would superimpose his face on a crawfish trap if he knew that it would make some money. <laughs> it might actually sell. That is a marketing machine. You know what I got over here, honey? <laughs> Gene Simmons crawfish traps. Not sure why he has that kind of accent, but there you are. 
I uh, I pitched the beginning of the show that we would talk about the loudest bands in the world. We've completed the list, and I also said something about a loudness war. Uh, yes, war. Are you familiar at all with this term, loudness war? Well, I imagine that it's just uh, a, a series of maybe shows that one band heard that another band went this loud, so they decided, hey, we're going to go louder. Uh, actually, it has nothing to do with uh, loudness in terms of in concert. It has to do with recording. Oh, okay, okay. When analog, when you record an analog on mm-hmm. tape, and I know you learned uh, the concept of production when tape was just going out. I did. I learned how to do tape. There's only so much amplification, uh, amplitude you can push on tape, mm-hmm. and then it clips or uh, it distorts. Sure. Well, digital's different. Digital, because of the concept of digital being ones and zeros, if you're clever you can push the loudness factor of digital. You can make it so that when you record a CD, uh, well, at the time, DAT tape, uh-huh. um, you know, an MP3. Mm-hmm. An MP3 is really, really a lossy format, a, a, a CDA. A, 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 a wave? A wave format. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> um, not a lossy format, but mm-hmm. something that gives you a great... A lossy means you don't have all of the frequencies. What sure. MP3 does is basically frequencies that are... I'm not going to... I'm going to give you the Fisher-Price explanation. <laughs> the hidden frequencies are basically eliminated so yeah. as to kill uh, bytes to make the file smaller. Correct. The, the concept is to amplify it. And you think, well, great, turn up the sound. Well, there's only so much sound you can turn up. Mm-hmm. But through phase shifting, through compression, through other effects, you can make things appear louder. For example, two guitars playing, same amplifier, same guitar, same pickup, same string, same everything. You take one guitar, you stomp on a phase shift. Mm-hmm. It amplifies the highs. That guitar will be perceived as louder. Yeah. Uh, you put one guitar through a, uh, a wah pedal. Mm-hmm. Take the wah, push it all the way forward. The highs are amplified. It will be perceived as louder. Mm-hmm. We always sound better than we actually are because on air, our voices are going through a compressor known as an Optimod. Yeah. So we sound louder Mm -hmm. than we actually are. And this concept of a loudness war basically are all of these people who are producers and such are trying to make their music louder. Mm -hmm. Put it in, hit the button, boom, out of the speakers. And it all came to a head with a Metallica album. Oh. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Hello there, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. That's where the loudness war started. Is that true? I think so. I have no idea. It's mm-hmm. all that cheese. That's what I think. <laughs> Back in a minute, Rock School. Absorbed. Talking about the loudness war that uh, is basically going on. When you deal with loudness, you basically are how do you put this you're trading off volume for fidelity uh-huh. now my question is which is better loudness or fidelity i would rather have fidelity why if i want it louder i'll turn up the volume okay that's that's my thought process however with a band like metallica you kind of do want put the cd in bang mm-hmm. you want it to come out and hit them right in the you know you want them to punch in the face you sure. want them to hit them in the chest mm-hmm. you want that feeling of in concert of your lungs rattling a little bit yeah well in 2008 when death magnetic came out a lot of people listened to it and 
yes, it was loud, but it was also so overproduced, so much high, so much compression that the low frequencies that Metallica was seemingly known for, think um, the Black Album, mm-hmm. think Enter Sandman, chunk, yeah. chunk, 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 chunk. They weren't those, there, huh? Well, they were, it's not so much that they weren't there, they were sort of not as prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Rubin, who was the producer, seemed to want to bring the splashiness of the highs out. They, he wanted to bring that out. And, and I have the album, and I think the vocals are kind of pushed back to bring out the highs. And by bringing out the highs, he tried to bring out the loudness of it. And many people basically went, this is horribly produced. So in short, you're saying that this album made Metallica more treble-based? Than bass, than bass based. Yeah, Yeah. grab an old Metallica album like Master of Puppets, Uh and then pop in Death Magnetic, Mm -hmm. and listen to the difference between the two of them. And this loudness war, I think, some people like it. Some people think it's wonderful. You don't. I wasn't a fan of it. Well, there's just certain bands. You know, you don't pop in a Metallica album in your car and say, "Wow, turn up the treble." No, you You don't do that. Pull up the bass a little bit. Yeah, sure. Let's play one from Death Magnetic. Maybe you can hear it. uh, Just simply Google it. Put in production. Death Magnetic, and read what people are saying. Now, Rick Rubin won awards for it. I mean, he won Producer of the Year non-classical. So, some people like it. Like this, My Apocalypse. Rock School. Okay, now you listened to it. What do you think? No me gusta. No me You don't like it very much. No, Metallica is not, not a treble band. It's right, now, not. And I'm not you putting it down. Some people like it. I wasn't a fan of it. I'm but, not a fan of it. You don't pop in a Metallica album in your car and say, cool, dude, turn up the treble. Yeah. You don't. You want to, you want to feel it in your chest. Yeah. That's the best way I can put right. it. Uh, I found some other uh, albums that actually had the same problems. Apparently, Chinese Democracy was mixed three times to bring up the loudness, and all three mixes were sent to Axl Rose for approval. Let me ask that. you this. In order to bring up the loudness, is it always a matter of bringing up the highs? No, it can be done different ways, but that's the easiest way to do it. i got to explain it in about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. That's just the quickest and easiest way to do it. Because when I'm DJing like for weddings and receptions and right. stuff, if there's a song that comes on where it sounds like like the vocals are a little muffled, right. I'll turn down the lows and bring up the highs a little bit, not because I'm looking for more loudness, but I want people to be able to understand what the artist is saying. Right. It will it brings out the vocals more because the vocals are in what are known as mid-range frequencies. Correct. Pull out the bass, uh-huh. pull up the mids, and you'll hear more vocals. Yes. It's just, it's simple radio production, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, you and I have been teaching for a while. So <laughs> let me tell you, tell you some other albums and then we got to get out of here. Uh, Bob Dylan, Modern Times has been uh, given heck for this. Uh, the Cure, Dream, mm-hmm. uh, Flaming Lips, At War with the Mystics, Los Lonely Boys, Sacred, Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Uh, where are we here now? Queens of the Stone Age, Song for the Deaf, and the Pearl Jam 10 remaster mm. have all been given heck. And we'll get out on one more. Uh, I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers now and again, and I really liked Californication. Yeah. I like the song Californication. We're going to end on it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say that it is also overproduced because people try to overly loud it. Mm. It got caught up in this loudness. Yeah. So happy Nigel Tufnell Day. Same to you. Thank you. Let's go on out and get something that goes up to 11. I'm Yay. Joe Burns. Dead. Class is dismissed. <laughs>